0: I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Episode 70. And I had to uh, hold up fingers to Donna to make sure I knew what <laughs> episode we were on. We just got back from Chicago. Mm-hmm.
1: We had a freaking blast. We got to meet some of y'all and look,
0: I held my shit together. She did. Well... Until I met Patrick Hines, y'all. When she met Patrick Hines. See, she can't even fucking say No. It. When she met Patrick Hines from True Crime Obsessed...
1: My, my, my lips were quivering. She
0: had, because we had, what are those called evidence bags yeah. that we put, like, stickers and shit in that we had made. Like, because you know how we are. Crossword puzzles and <laughs> categories that we called spatagory You know, all the cutesy little shit that we like. Yeah. So, she had given Patrick's husband two bags for them and had picked up some of their, like... Postcards. Postcards. Like, their, like, business cards, Postcards. And so she was had him in her hand when she was talking to him, and she kept, like, reaching out with them. and he was, like, looking at him, like, why is she handing me that? And I was, like, Donna, quit handing him his own cards, and I, like, grabbed them from her, because she was, like, she didn't know what to do with her hands. No. And so she was, like, talking to him with her hands, but it was, like, she was handing him his own business cards. I was, like, stop handing him his own shit. Give me it. Oh, God. He was very kind and oh my gosh, amazing and... Gracious and all those good adjectives. Yes. But we also got to meet Katie and Kenny from Haunted Heart. We had so
1: much fun with them. Oh my God. Y'all, so fucking funny. They're just like us. They are, I mean, legitimately just like us. Yes. It was like looking into a mirror, (laughs) just like us.
0: Less sweaty, but just like us. Less Slim Jims and Cotton Candy, but just like a... us.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all. One time, I don't even know how it came up, but I mentioned a Slim Jim or something. No, I don't know how it came up, but a Slim Jim was mentioned, and I had purchased a twin pack of Slim Jims. So and... way a bomb. Of course. And so it was like up in our snack cabinet, because that's a thing. <laughs> and Creep Mom was there in the room, and she was like, she said that she had to think about it because she was like, damn, did I tell them that I had a Slim Jim? And then they <laughs> said Twin Pack, and I was like, yes, yes, like, us too. Sorry, that didn't make sense. Then she was like, but mine was a Twin Pack. And I was like, mine too, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Slim Jims are life. I finally got to meet Creep Mom, too. Yes. Because when she was here last, I was done. I'm from still the, dying. Still dying, but from the original... salmonella infection still puking and shit yeah literally and we got to meet the homance girls Oh, did a crossover episode sarah and nicole we had so much fun with them i'm surprised that both of those nights that we did those episodes and stuff with haunted heart and homance i'm so surprised we didn't get like (laughs) noise complaint yeah like legit one time i thought i heard the phone ring and i like looked at it like
1: (laughs) fuck we're in trouble
0: Cause I'm such a rule follower, and I was like,
1: "God, we're gonna get in trouble!" Oh my gosh! Like, I'm surprised I didn't get
0: a cramp from Mm -hmm. laughing so hard. Y'all know I had to change my Depends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! It was so much fun. We cannot wait till we can meet more of y'all. We're hoping CrimeCon Orlando 2020. Cross your fingers. Cross your toes.
0: Cross your legs girl i can't cross my legs i mean i don't want to it's an it's like an open freeway in there (laughs) oh god no congestion no detours just Uh, open right up there you go there you go just kidding right now i would be like you're on my pick line (laughs) hell no you can
1: just put some fluids up in there you can go all night true i'd be like look i just gotta lay here my foot hurts (laughs) Everything hurts. Can, can you just do it? That's why you have a sex swing, so it can just have the motion
0: for you. Oh, true. Well, I didn't say everything hurt on him. He can do the work. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, this was a 45-year episode uh, intro, so mm-hmm. you know what we need to get to next? Patreoners! Woo-hoo! Y'all have come in clutch this week. We got Jessica R. from Texas. Laura D. from Florida. Talk about fucking Orlando. Talk about—that was a rhyme. Yeah. I I mean Sorry, I had to say it again. (laughs) That pause was her like literally like (laughs) tapping out the syllables. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And watch it not even be a (laughs) rhyme. It's not, but it sounded like how you said it. it, Yeah. Okay, anyway. Kat J from Kansas. She upped her pledge. (laughs) You remember that show? Up all night. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Ashley W from Texas. And Lauren T. from
1: Illinois. And Leah C. from Ohio.
0: Ohio. Thank y'all so freaking much for joining Patreon and being part of the Creepinati and supporting us with your hard-earned money. We hope y'all enjoy all of the benefits of being part of the Creepinati. And if you want an episode shout-out or you want to just know what it's about, head over to patreon.com slash the Podcast. All right, so my not sad-ass story. Thank God. You've been hitting us with some fucking doozies lately. I know. <laughs> I need a break from your shit. Well, here's a break.
1: Thank God. I am going to talk about Emily Sage. Ooh, fancy. She mm-hmm. Cajun? French? She was born in Dijon, France Ooh. in 1813. So taking it back. Way back. Mm-hmm.
0: 1813. Damn.
1: Yeah, so not much is known about Emily's early life, but what we do know is that from an early age, she always wanted to become a teacher. She was easygoing, quiet, kind of withdrawn. The kids in the village, they were like, she doesn't really play with us, but no one really thought too much of it because she had a twin. Everyone would see the two of them walk in the streets together but they also just really didn't talk to each other that much. They would just walk down the street, basically playing Simon Says. Like, mimicking each other. You know, like, Mother May, I kind of should. But, I mean, like, kids. They're young. whatever. Mm-hmm. But the thing is... The tea of it is. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a twin. What? She had a doppelganger. What?
0: Yeah. What? <laughs> How? Tell me everything. (laughs) So, Emily's
1: family, they were aware of the doppelganger and everything, but they kept very quiet about it because everyone was superstitious. If they heard of anything like this, they would be ostracized, and they had a bakery. Mm. And so, they're like, look, we'd be run out of town. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, just... Like, don't play with a lot of kids. Like, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. do your own thing and come back home. She also didn't go to school. They kept her, you know, at home, did a tutor, had to take all the precautions and bless their hearts. Because, oh, my God, my asshole would be clenched the whole time because, like, that's your livelihood. But also, how terrible for Emily. Yeah. Her siblings, they were used to the doppelganger. I mean... They, they just saw her double all the time. So like they would see her double doing housework and the real Emily would be laying down, but kind of in like a daze, not a, like not asleep, but just very lethargic and just kind of laying there when her parents would be like, all right, what were you thinking about? What What's going on in your mind? What did you see? All of this. She's like, I don't know. I don't have any recollection. So, again, a, not a lot is known about her. We know, like, literally that. But she did achieve her dreams, and she worked as a teacher in the 19th century. It was said that she's intelligent, attractive, likable, you know, the fucking trifecta. Mm-hmm. Those bitches. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. However, her life was not a cakewalk because her doppelganger stayed around. And because of this, she had over 19 different teaching jobs in just 16 years.
0: Oh, that's a red flag.
1: Mm-hmm. So in 1846, Emily was 32, 33 was hired at an exclusive all girls boarding school. Not even going to try to pronounce the French name of it, but it was in present day Latvia. The school, you know, catered to the she she crowd, you know, mm-hmm. wealthy nobles, blah, 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 rich bitches. Mm-hmm. Again, she was well liked by everyone. Just how did this girl have so many different jobs? Like, we don't understand. She's perfect. Until one day, she's standing at the chalkboard, writing sentences out for the kids, and 13 of the students see the double Emily, her doppelganger, right at her side, and she's mimicking every move, like, in a strange, mirror-like fashion. She just, like, appeared? Mm Mm-hmm. The fuck? Emily never noticed her twin, but... Everyone else did, and they noticed that Emily, her movement slowed just to a very unnatural state. But the only difference is that the doppelganger didn't have chalk. So she's literally, like, moving her hand like Emily was. Like, she was writing out the words and everything, but, like, in air. Yeah, So the girls were like, skirt. They talked to the headmaster, Mr. Butch, Boosh, something. He brushed it off. He was like, she split in two. Yeah. He told the girls,
0: you're crazy. You're dreaming. You know. All 13 of them having the same damn Mm -hmm. dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, I mean, if they all came up to me, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Y'all concocted this shit because she pissed y'all off You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking mean girls. Meanwhile, they were probably, like, the kindest kids ever. And I'm like, (laughs) those little shits.
1: (laughs) Well, soon after, the staff started to see Emily's doppelganger. She'd be eating in, like, the teacher's lounge. And there's her doppelganger standing behind her, mimicking her movements again. So the only difference, again, is that she doesn't have a knife and a fork. But she's going through, like, cutting a steak. She's, like, playing air guitar, but with food. Yeah. That's so bizarre. Another time, Emily was helping a girl get ready for a dance or a festival or something. And the girl looks down, and there's two Emilies helping her with her dress. Uh Uh-uh. She's so fucking scared, she faints. (gasps) Probably fear-farted as well. (laughs) As one does. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was like what? Bloop, <laughs> Fainting goat. Sometimes on their daily walks, Emily and the girls would just, you know, be walking, being like, "Oh, isn't it beautiful outside? The flowers are coming in nice." And then, bam, double Emily That's right so there. So weird. Yeah, like she'd start just trailing off
0: behind them.
1: You know, real so Emily
0: or the doppelganger? The or doppelganger.
1: No, the doppelganger. Like weird. real Emily would just start like sloth walking but the double one would be way back so it was just weird like not even
0: up with them i picture emily when the doppelganger's around like almost like a zombie yeah like just like going through the motions yeah they would start to see her
1: indoors at random times emily would not be around but then there's double
0: emily almost like she's getting power or something
1: maybe and she looked real like she didn't look like A ghostly apparition. No, she looked like Emily. So, they'd be like, what up? But, like, she wouldn't say anything, you know? And so, they're like, what? And then they go in and, like, Emily is eating. Or, you know what I mean? And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. So, this was a boarding school. And one of the teachers that shared a room with Emily, she said at night she witnessed some kind of, quote, unquote, moving phosphorescent. Sense. Like a light? Yeah. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Again, I'm not up oh, with the she-she kind of talking. <laughs> I'm like, she's all moving lights. <laughs> um, you know? Mm-hmm. I actually, I'd be like, it's like those really nice night lights that I could never afford, you know, that would have like the stars or the oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dinosaurs or something yes. that I always wanted. But my mom's like, here, here's an alligator on your wall. Look at my <laughs> hand.
0: Well, my parents were like, just go the fuck to bed. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They
1: weren't. But okay, so she said that she would see this moving light come up from Emily's sleeping body and then hover over it. Oh, my God. And later, Emily would say at those times, she would dream of seeing herself stare at herself. So it was like she was a third person Mm -hmm. watching Double Emily watch that's some inception Her. shit. Yeah. The most widely known case of Emily and Double Emily is when there were 42 students in a classroom and it was a sewing class. So they're all in the sewing class and Emily is outside picking some flowers for a bouquet. I don't know what for. Maybe they had a floral arranging class after this. I have no fucking clue. But she's out there. Just tiptoeing through the fucking tulips. So while Emily's out there, there's another teacher like supervising, but reading a book, you know, whatever. Well, then they said that that teacher gets up to leave, maybe to go to the bathroom or something. I don't know. But then here comes Emily, walks in, sits down in the empty chair. And so like they're like, all right, you know, she's here. Now we're really going to have to do work. And then someone was like, oh, my gosh. Emily's still out picking (sighs) flowers. It was her doppelganger. Oh, my God. Well, they watched Emily to be like, okay, no, that really is her. And they noticed that her movements got more labored. And just, I picture, like, the tin man, you know, like, when he needs to be oiled up. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! We're gonna have to watch it. Are we though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, two of the students were like, "We're gonna, we're gonna go inspect this second Emily because this was, you know, this now was an everyday occurrence almost, but not usually where Emily's out of the room, mm-hmm. you know. But so now they have the opportunity." To go and inspect. So, all the other kids are like, yeah, 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 do it, do mm-hmm. it, do it. Well, one of them reach out and touch second Emily, but her fingers go straight through. Her. <gasps> and when they were like, what did it feel like? What happened? And she said it felt empty, like the stuff cobwebs are made out of. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, she's not an apparition, so Mm. she looks like a solid figure. Yeah. And then your fingers just disappear into her. Damn.
0: I went straight in the gutter and was like, cobwebs, hadn't had sex in a while. (laughs) Damn. Straight to the gutter. Well, of course, they're freaked out. They go
1: back and sit down. They're like, you know, they don't have cover to pull up over their head, so
0: whatever. They did the school version of it (laughs) Yeah. did the best they could. Yeah.
1: They all had their books, opened it up and like pulled it over their face. I don't know. By the time Emily came back in, her energy had, you know, got back to normal and the doppelganger had dematerialized. Later when she was asked, like, what were you thinking about? What happened? What did you feel? She said that. She looked inside and saw that the teacher that was supervising them had left, and she was like, oh, God, they're going to act up. No one's there. I wish I could be there, too. And And she was. Yeah. Dang. Well, parents began to pull their kids out of school because word got around that Emily had a doppelganger, and they didn't know the the word, probably, but they were like, she's splitting into two. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, maybe one or two kids. He's like, all right, you know, whatever. We'll get other people. Well, then a whole slew of people pulled their girls. And again, these are rich people, a she-she place. They got bills to pay. Mm -hmm. So he's like, look, Emily, I'm sorry. I have to let you go. So once again, Emily packs up all of her belongings, heads north on a stagecoach, and just... Leaves defeated from this town, and that's the last report of Emily Sage. What? Yeah. A lot of people say she probably changed her name, you know, like again, because that was a prestigious mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, you know, a normal, like run of the mill school. It's yeah. like the who's who. Well, the reason we know this story. Is from one of the girls in her class named Julie Von Goldenstub. Goldenstub something. She was a daughter of a baron. And again, you know, the elite of the elite. And so she witnessed all of this. She told Robert Dell Owen about this. And he wrote about it in his book called Footfalls on the Boundary of Another World. So this is, you know, a secondhand account, I guess, or knowledge, I mean, it's not through Emily's words, but yeah. Well, I'm gonna speak a little bit about doppelgangers. I feel like I need to have another episode strictly about like the vast mm-hmm. like knowledge of doppelgangers. But when I read the story, I was like, "A uh, skirt? What?" Because it reminded me of a movie. Yeah, us. So, I mean, if you can think about everything in
0: that movie... Yeah. I don't want to go into detail. Yeah. Don't want to spoil it, but... Yeah. But, I mean, mean, the previews say it's... Like, they show it.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, at the end, they show, like, more of it. But, I mean, it just was like, oh, shit, yeah. Like, the mirror-like stuff Mm -hmm. and... I don't know. All of that. So, it just was like, oh, fuck. Everything just came, like, reeling back and I was like... Got to cover it, and her name is so fun, Sage. Sage, Chante. <laughs> All right, about doppelgangers.
0: Maybe it's a good thing that she never saw her doppelganger. Before. How did she never see it though? They were like walking side by side down the street. How she never saw her? And
1: she never saw her.
0: Everyone what? else did, but
1: How Emily. bizarre! But if she did see her. Legend goes that it's a bad omen and that it would, like, basically entail that you're about to die. Yeah. Doppelganger is German, meaning double-goer or double-walker. hmm And so, like, nowadays we use doppelganger as, like, oh, that's my doppelganger. We look alike. Yeah. And that's wrong. Well, but I'm still using it. I'm still using it, too. Hilarious. I just love saying the word. Mm-hmm. But it really is like a double walker of a living person, mm. a reflection of it, a like a spectral duplicate. Oh, she she. That was a she she word. Again, I want to do a whole big episode on it, but I had some famous people that I was like, wait, what? They had doppelgangers and they died. What? Catherine the Great. She was like you know female ruler in Russia. So according to this whole story, she was in her bedroom and some of her troubled servants came in and was like, "Uh, we just saw you walking through the hall. And she was like, well, I've been laying here. Get me some grapes. So she goes and she's like, let me go see. No, don't go see. (laughs) So she went to see and she saw her doppelganger. Sitting on her fucking throne. That bitch. Mm-hmm. And just like calmly seated there. And so she was like, what? She said, shoot the imposter. So they were like, pew, 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 boo, 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 boo. I don't know. And what year was this? Pretty sure they weren't like, pew, pew.
0: 1796. They were probably like, pull back an arrow.
1: Okay. I don't know what an arrow sounds
0: like. (laughs) Not that, I'm sure. (laughs) Could you feel the wind on your face (laughs) as it zoomed by?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But nothing had an effect on it. The doppelganger was just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, it just dissipated. But not long after this whole thing happened... Catherine the Great collapsed and had a stroke and within hours of her stroke she became comatose and by the evening she died. Dun, dun, dun. And then Queen Elizabeth I she also saw her doppelganger and she saw she saw herself laying like a corpse in her chambers she said. It so it was very pale just like shriveled looking but elizabeth was known to be very level-headed did not you know believe in all like the fantastical kind of stuff but this freaked her freak and only a few days later when she was 69 she had been the monarch for 44 years she was found dead oh my god and this one I'm going to do a separate episode on Abraham Lincoln, I believe, because he was a fan of the paranormal. He believed in all of this. Yes.
0: Did he see his doppelganger and then get shot? He did see his doppelganger. They didn't teach me that in fucking history.
1: (laughs) So, what I found was Lincoln said right after his election in 1860, they had been, you know... Living it up, he got elected, so now it was time to go home and rest. He just kind of threw himself down on the lounge in his chamber. Well, in front of him was an armoire, she-she, that had, like, a glass on the door Yeah, mm-hmm. But, you know, when, like, you have a glass in front, like, a mirror in front of you, you just kind of haphazardly look over. Well, he saw two faces. And so, he's like, oh, uh, wait, what? So, he was like, you know, I mean, again, freak the fuck out. So, he got up, looked into the mirror, but the second face had vanished by then. But then, he laid back down, saw it a second time. And he said, this time he saw it a little more, like, a little more high def, you know? Mm-hmm. And the second face was, like, five shades paler. So, he's like, whoa. Got back up, and it kind of just, like, melted away, he said. Oh, my God. So, he's like, all right. I am just beyond tired. I'm going to bed. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I got a big old speech to make tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Four scores and seven years ago. Our forefathers brought a new nation. (laughs) That's all I know. And I only know that from kindergarten cop.
1: Oh, Lord. But he said that he would really never forget it because anytime he was uncomfortable or like, oh, God, am I having a heart? You know, like how you are. Like, oh, God, is that a gas bubble or am I having a heart attack? So whenever he would get like a health scare like that, he would be like, oh, fuck. You know, what about that face? What was that? Like, was that an omen? Well, he told his wife about it and she's like, oh, my God, I think it's an omen. And this is what I think it's going to mean is that you're going to get elected to a second term, but you're going to die during that second term. And we all know that, you know, I mean, he was shot in the head, killed by John Wilkes Booth, allegedly, Mm -hmm. on April 14th, 1865, three months into his second presidential term.
0: That is so crazy.
1: I know, right? Well, of course. To end on, I have to end on one little thing, and it is called
0: Reddit. I didn't know if it was going to be Reddit or... Ghost Adventures. Yeah, you're bedazzled boo slash Dibbick douche.
1: (laughs) And again, I'm sorry. Like I said earlier, I am going to do a a more deep dive on doppelgangers. But I saw this, and I was like, oh, got to do it because if I forget, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. But on Reddit, they were talking about... Because people call it like bi-location... And then other people say it could be astral projection, which is a whole nother subject on my list of shit to do. But on this subreddit, it's Glitch in the Matrix. You know I love those. Mm -hmm. And there was one where this Californian woman said that she was in her car at a stoplight and suddenly the street waved in front of her in like an S-shaped curve. And she was like, ugh. You know, an optical illusion, those, but you know, like how, I mean, shit happens and like if the sun is hot, you see like the black stuff above the, Mm -hmm. you know I mean? Like your ads play tricks on you. Yeah, for sure. Well, when she got home, she discovered her daughter was fucking shaking, full body chills. Turns out that her daughter saw her walk through the door, go to the bathroom, but she hadn't come out. However, when she came in the door, her daughter was like, what? Yeah. You know, and like she didn't talk to her when she went in. You know I mean? It yeah. was just like one of those weird things. And yeah, so she's like, I think I moved through dimensions or something. Like it was a glitch. Like how did she see me Yeah, do this? And then like why did I see that weird? It was kind of like her world went a little weird. Yeah. At the same time that she was seeing a double, you know, like all
0: of that. I wonder if it impacts like the other person if, when they see your doppelganger.:
1: Oh, I don't know. So yeah, not as, not a sad story, just a, weird, creepy one.: Yeah.
0: Well, and like it leaves so many more questions.: I know, which like, hopefully I'll answer in a doppelganger episode. But I want to know what happened to Emily. <laughs> like, did she ever see her? Did she die? Does she change her name and live her best life? You know, I'm hoping for the last one. Mm-hmm. Dang, I like it though, but it, lots of unanswered questions.
1: I know, I know, but it's a good kind because then you can just kind of think about it yeah. and like go off like in a rabbit hole in your mind of like, what would I do? How did you know, mm-hmm. all of that? Have I saw one before? You know, like if you ever like saw something, but like they didn't talk to you and normally they always talk to you. Yeah. But they just were like walking past or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. wait,
0: what? That's you know? point. Well, and like, I wonder, cause I think about, and this could be more like reincarnation type thing, but like you seen those articles that talk, it shows like an actor now and an actor like. Yeah. A hundred years ago that looks exactly the same. Yeah. I think that's more reincarnation. Can you do another thing on that? Can y'all send us in your reincarnation stories Mm. of your kids saying shit? Yes. Well, like one time, like stories like this. Okay. Not, one of the last times that my sister Casey came in town, they were driving past this area where back in the day, my grandfather owned a diner, like a little, yeah, a little diner with a gas station thing. And her five-year-old, I think he might've been four at the time, said somebody, like when they passed it, he said, somebody used to work there back in the 70s. What? And it was like, he was pointing to what is now nothing yeah. of where the two-acre was. Wow. And Casey was like, <laughs> "Yeah." what do you say? You know? And wow. that's not something that he's been told. Like, they yeah. don't live here. It's not like it's like a drive-by that, hey, Papa used to own mm-hmm. that. That's right. You know what I mean? Whoa. So... Stories like that where your kids say shit that you're like, there's no fucking way.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Please send those in.
0: Like the kid right now that says he's Princess Diana reincarnated. I know. Knowing all that shit. Mm -mm. Y'all send that stuff in because I know you alls kids say some (laughs) scary ass shit. Yeah. Instead of kids
1: say the darndest thing, no, kids say the scariest shit. Yes.
0: Dang. Okay.
1: Well. Well, and also, have you seen your doppelganger?
0: And are you still alive? (laughs) Are you ready? Girl,
1: knock my socks off.
0: Okay. I am doing... Girl, I'm not wearing any socks. I've already knocked them off. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Okay. Just my existence. Anyway. All right. I am doing what is called Canada's first serial killer. What? Yeah. Clifford Olson is his name. Old Clippy Cliff. Clifford's life started out Interesting. So he was born on January 1st, 1940. Oh, interesting. And this bitch. <laughs> okay. And so you've heard like the first baby born of the year, like usually gets a prize in yeah. the area, right up in the paper, blah, 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 blah. Well, he wasn't the first born, but he was obviously one born on New Year's. And so he, there was a little to do about his birth, but. He was actually born before his parents were married. So, like, like his mom didn't really want the publicity because it's 1940 and yeah, they're not married yet. But they got it anyway. And so it was just kind of like his life kind of started in the shadows, but not, yeah. you know. My brother was also
1: born, not in the 40s, but on <laughs> 1-1. <laughs> but he wasn't the first either. I think he was, like. Like, the 10th or something. Damn. Mm-hmm. But he ruined uh, Nancy, my cousin, mm-hmm. slash aunt, whatever, you know. Yeah. But it was her senior year. They were at all the New Year's Eve parties and shit. And doop, boop, 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 uh, I'm in labor. And it was the first son, first boy. And so everyone went.
0: But, like. Wait, they knew he was a boy? Mm-hmm. How? I don't yeah. think my mom knew with any of us. What? Yeah. Yeah, they knew. Y'all fancy down in Mobile back in the day. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Hell,
1: my mama probably said, I walked with a limp to the left, and it's a boy. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Okay, so his dad was, remember, 1940. His dad was a milkman, like, delivered milk.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Oh, scandalous. And they say that his dad was one of the last milkmen to drive a horse-drawn cart. So, like, he was, like, old fucking school. Okay, Jebediah. (laughs) (laughs) What in the Amish is going on here? (laughs) God, I love it when people do that. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Old Cliffy Cliff was a little shit as a Mm -hmm. kid. Mm -mm -mm. When he was younger, he was bullied. He got his ass beat all the time just for being himself. And Fuck a bully. I know. But he was very conniving and very like mischievous and very... Mm -hmm. Problem child. Yeah, but he was like a swindler, even as a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, he told his dad one day, he's like, look... i You see? You see? I'm going to learn to box. You see? (laughs) I'm going to take down all my enemies. You see? (laughs) One swift hook, you see? (laughs) Why does that never get old? (laughs) Meanwhile, everybody that's listening is like, fuck, okay. I know, that... uh... You can't not laugh at that (laughs) accent. Okay. So, he's learning boxing, you see. (laughs) Yes. And he does. He becomes kind of the bully himself and goes through and, like, starts beating up everybody that's ever beat him up. So, Cliffy the little shit, he would, like, skip school, all this shit. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. Okay, so, you you know how I told you his dad was a milkman? Uh Uh-huh. And so... He knew where his dad hid his milkman money. (laughs) So what he would do, at least he didn't rob his dad, but he would go when all the other milkmen were doing their job, he would either, one, sneak up to the houses and steal the money left for the milkman. Damn. Or, two, he would go to his dad's hiding place on their shit and take their money. Damn. I know. Piece of shit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I heard one story that like, this was kind of when he started his swindling, his parents and had some friends over and they were all drinking beer and they ran out of beer and they were like, shit, you know, and he was like, I can get you some beer. And they were like, oh, fuck this kid, (laughs) this little shithead. And some of them were like, well, okay, let's see what he can do. Okay, we'll Mm -hmm. give you a dollar if you can go get us some, some more beer. And so he's like, walks down to the basement with their empty beer bottles, puts water in them and uses a hammer to put the lid back on. Gives it to him. They give him a dollar, and it's water. And oh the, my god! And instead of being like you little shithead, they're like, "Damn, that was good. Keep that dollar." You know, oh like my god, that was yeah. clever. It, it is clever, but we know he's a piece of shit, so it, yeah. fuck him. But it is fucking clever.
1: Well, I'm just glad he didn't pee in it.
0: Ew! He quit school in eighth grade. He was like sixteen or seventeen in eighth grade. then. So I don't know, but I, he wasn't. Like I don't, I don't know if that's just a different like school system, and you know what I mean, than here. And so the ages are different. I don't know, but that seems awfully old for eighth grade. But he was basically in and out of jail his whole life. So from the time he was seventeen years old, so nineteen fifty seven, to the time he was caught as a serial killer, so eighty one. Spoiler alert! I said he was a serial killer already. Oh, remember? Canada's first. Oh. That whole spiel. <laughs> and she says, I don't fucking listen. Not spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. So, 17. So, 1957 till 81, 82. He only spent a total of 1,501 days not in prison.
1: Damn. How many years is that? I don't know.
0: Five. So, he would get... Basically, like, a hundred different convictions. Stuff from obstruction of justice, possession of firearms, stolen shit, parole violations, DUIs, all kinds of theft, robbery stuff. Okay? He was exactly what you think of when you think of somebody that, like, can talk their way out of fucking anything. and Yeah. Like, he, he was the ultimate con man. So, one time... I think this was in, like, 1965. He was in British Columbia Penitentiary. And he was in for breaking and entering. And he, again, con man, always plotting shit. He was like, I got to get out of here. So.
1: He went on a diet and escaped, like, Ted Bundy? No.
0: He told the guards that he was, like, having trouble peeing. (laughs) Yeah. And so they took him to, like, the infirmary at the prison, told him to pee in a cup, But what he did was he, like, pricked his finger and had put blood in his urine. So they were like, oh, shit, he's got some shit going on with his kidneys. Let's take him to the hospital. Well, while he's at the hospital, I guess one thing said maybe he had, like, it was, like, a new guard. I don't know. Or he just conned him. I don't know. Somehow got the guard to take his cuffs off.
1: These are a little too tight, you see?
0: Well, the guard got up to, like, go check and see, like, shit, what's taking so long with this doctor? You know, yada, yada, yada. And... Fucking old Cliffy Cliff just walks the fuck out. Dang. Yes. And so. Also, sorry. How the fuck does he prick his finger,
1: get it into the cup, and not get any blood anywhere else? Because me, that blood would be smeared all on the side.
0: No, I mean think about what, it, like if you when you do like a blood sugar test, like it, it's just like a little. Beep. Oh no, I bleed. Oh, I don't. Okay, so. Once he escaped from the hospital, he was gone for over a week. And they had to use bloodhounds to find him. Oh, Because shit. they could not fucking find him. And he was like, I think like in a rose bush or something. They, like it was something <laughs> stupid. When they, not really. Like a like legit, I think it was like a berry bush or something when they found him.
1: He said, oh, they'll never find me. It smells like roses here. So
0: the dog that found him, his name was Tiger. Tiger? Tiger. Isn't that cute? Aww. Little police dog. So there was this other time that he escaped, and he he escaped like seven times.
1: Stop trusting him, people.
0: But again, he was a a smooth talker. You know, he just he was a con man.
1: Yeah, but if for seven six times, no, I times, know. No, I know. You escaped six times. How
0: about sew his fucking mouth shut, people? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't do that. That's bad. <laughs> Serial killer Donna came out. Don't fucking do that. Side on The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, Donna. Ugh. It just made me remember. I was listening to this one podcast about him, and they said that this time that he escaped, he basically just waltzed the fuck out of the prison. I don't know how. <laughs> but that this guy came in to, like, visit somebody or something and was like, dang, that guy, he was real happy getting out, you know. He's like, oh I'm a free man, you yeah, know. Like, free at last. Yeah, you know, you could tell he, you know, served his time. He was... <laughs> A free man. And they were like, the fuck you talking about? We ain't released anybody today. And they're like, he was like, well, you're one man down. Release the hounds. Literally. Because they did. Oh, shit. They released the hounds. And so here's the thing. This motherfucker, when he got out. He said, who let the dogs out? Who? 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 Okay, anyway. When he got out, he kind of dug himself like a little shallow grave, for lack of a better word, a little shallow divot, Uh and covered himself with leaves. (laughs) Well, the old dog, Rinty, went straight fucking to him. Of course. And the cops, like 50 police officers, are just like traipsing around like, huh, I wonder where he could be. (laughs) <laughs> no. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> he can't be there where the dog is pointing to. Wonder where he could be? Like literally a big walk, pile of leaves. Literally walking all around him. Oh my and god! And the dog's like, er, er, you know, yeah. like hello, and everybody's like, oh, this stupid dog sucks at his job. <laughs> and then, like, legit, Clifford was smiling, like, guys, all right, look. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Clifford's like, fuck. Am I okay to camera, guys? I'm right here. <laughs> Rindy's been right this whole goddamn time. (laughs) The dog's been sniffing my balls, okay? (laughs) I kind of liked it, but uh, yes, (laughs) lady. Well, again, like I said, he was in jail most of his life. Yeah. While he was in jail, though, he was a snitch. And, you know, the whole convict code, snitches get stitches, right? Yeah. Well... Again, he he people just didn't like him. Like he was a good, smooth talker, but you know, like I said, he had he had he's just always had trouble with people. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't they just didn't like him to begin with. In well, usually, prison.
1: like criminals can
0: see through the bullshit. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, while he was in prison, he was inside Prince Albert Penitentiary, which to me is a penis piercing. But for real. That's all I think of when yeah. I hear Prince Albert.
1: Yeah, or Prince Albert in a can. Yeah, that's what... I. It's something real, but people used to prank call and be like,
0: do you have Prince Albert in a can? And then they'd say, let him out? I have no idea. I think that's what it was. And they'd say, let him out. (laughs) (laughs) 1976, he's in Prince Albert Penitentiary. Like, I literally can't even say that without wanting to giggle a little.
1: Okay. And people don't like him here. That's what you're getting at? Mm -hmm.
0: Well, he had this friend that was... The prime suspect in the death of a little nine-year-old girl. Oh, no. And the little girl, it was awful. She was raped, strangled, mutilated, like terrible, oh, terrible situation. Fuck. And the friend was like, Clifford, like, you got to provide me. you got to help me with an alibi. Like, you've got to help me. They've got me if I can't prove an alibi. Because he really did do it. Boy. Mm-hmm. you going to go to the fucking con man of con man's. Well, I'm just saying that I thought the prison code was child people mm-hmm. like not when you're Clifford though. Clifford's shady shit. So not Clifford. So Clifford played it off like, "Okay, I'm gonna do this for you, but you're gonna owe me one." Mm-hmm. You know. So he, Clifford said, "This is what I need you to do. If I'm gonna lie for you, you gotta tell me everything. You gotta tell me all the details of everything, so that I know what I know how to lie." Even dumber, Clifford says, I need you to write it all down for me. What? And the guy goes, okay, cool. Oh, my God. Writes, like, pages of what happened. Everything you did. Everything that happened.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, this guy's probably getting off. The pages are probably fucking sticky, the nasty fuck. Ew.
0: So, Clifford, of course, wants, like, protective custody and all this shit. Yeah. favor with the guards. That kind of stuff. So, he just hands all that shit over and that guy is fucked and uh-huh. just has to plead guilty and goes to jail for it. Which, again, yay, because he's a fucking cre- yeah. creepy fucker that actually did it. He need to go jail yeah. for it. But it's just like, you dumbass, you going to trust Clifford. Right. you going to write everything down. Like, you ha- it was a confession letter. Dumbass. Dumb. Anyway. Well, old Cliffy Cliff, like I said, hated but one day, these guys, this guy was like, hey, we're going to go play cards over here. You want to come? And he's like, yeah, I'll come. He goes over there.
1: Again, playing cards with a con man.
0: Well, he goes over there, and he realizes, like, oh, shit. Not good. Because there were, I think, like, four or five of them, and they were over it. They were like, fuck this rat, like, were taking him out oh it was the front it they was weren't playing cards no they well they had cards but then they, they attacked him <laughs> okay and he was stabbed seven times oh fuck he lived of course <laughs> well but he he was attacked for being a rat and so that helped him like get in protective custody and stuff uh-huh. too.
1: do we know for sure that he didn't pay these people to fucking fuck him up
0: for real no we don't know because there was something i can't remember what it was called and it was only like on a podcast I heard. I didn't see it in any of the articles I read that at one point there was like a a program in Canada, I guess because maybe some inmates were really getting treated badly and not being protected. And so I can't remember if it was this incident or another incident. He actually got like $3,000 because he was like hurt in prison, even though he was still in prison. He got money like, what? yeah, I, I, don't quote me on that. Well, he gets out of prison January of 1980. We're going to pick up right where we fucking left off. You know, he just lives a life. He's just he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of months after he gets out of prison, he meets a girl named Joan, and she had just been divorced. It was a really bad situation, super like volatile and violent towards her. And so again, con man, sweet talker, all that jazz. They got married. Her family hated him, but they did. And they had a son named Stephen in April of 81. Well, part of his con, even to Joan, was that he pretended just to... Like, they they joined this church. He pretended to be this, like, godly man. You know, all these things. But what ended up happening was he was using his role in the church as a way to lure kids. No. So... His kind of murderous rampage, if you would call it, it was only about nine months. And we know for sure that he killed 11. What? Uh-huh. And the the thing that was hard about catching him was that at the time, there were so many different like jurisdictions of police. And it's the 80s. Technology is not the same. Yada, yada, yada. Jurisdictions aren't talking to one another. Yeah. All that jazz. And he didn't have—you couldn't profile him based on his victims. Yeah. The ages ranged from 9 to 18, and they were both boys and girls. It It's not like he preferred 15-year-old prepubescent boys with no facial hair. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it was—he didn't—there was no type. And the thing, too, is that especially his first few victims, it was so crazy, like— so like one of them went to a friend's house and then didn't come back for like four days and they're like oh well that she just stayed over there for longer you know oh, what I mean my gosh, and then yeah. like one of them was supposed to have gone to stay at like a grandparents house or something and didn't come home for days and they're like oh well they just stayed over there for a little bit longer and didn't follow up and then even like okay so the first victim Christine Weller so she was twelve and she went missing on November nineteenth of nineteen eighty and they were like well you know she, uh, she must've just run away, you know? And it's Golly. like, but no, she didn't. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to go through the victims, you know, that we know just tell a little bit. Some of it's kind of oh, cool. So I'm just going to tell some stuff.
1: Okay. Trigger
0: warning. Yeah. Okay. So Christine Weller, like I said, she was the first, she went missing on November 19th, 1980. Her body was not found until December 25th, 1980. Oh, gosh. She was 12 years old. And, so she had been driven to another area. The area is called Richmond. And, she had 10 stab wounds to the chest and abdomen and two superficial slashes on her neck. Mmm. Bless her. She had, like, some of the stab wounds, like, four of those stab wounds were to her liver and then two of them were to her heart. But just, like, God bless her. You know, that just breaks my heart.
1: Cannot even imagine.
0: The next was Colleen Diagnalt. I'm so sorry if I'm saying some of these names wrong. She was 13, and she was murdered on April 15th, 1981. She had been picked up near Surrey and taken to this remote area where she, again, was attacked and murdered. She was murdered by... Blunt force trauma of a hammer. No, no, mm-hmm. no. Two, no. yep, two depressed fractures to the occipital <gasps> region. Uh-uh. I know, that is like, it hurts my stomach. Yes. Like, truly, this makes my stomach hurt.
1: I can't watch anything like that because you know how I am. Well,
0: not only the eyes. Ugh. Like, he he hit her eyes, basically. Oh, God. And just, we've talked about this, I know, a million times, but... A fucking hammer just, Mm -mm. like, hurts my soul. Yes.
1: We've all hit our fingers and shit with them when we're trying to hang up a Mm
0: -mm. thing. That times a billion. I I can't even imagine. Well, then, he didn't have very long of a cooling off period. On April 21st, so a week later... Holy Hannah. Darren rude, he was 16, and... He was picked up near New Westminster, and he was taken out to Roche, where um, he, too, was killed with a fucking hammer. This motherfucker. And so he had, again, brain injuries that killed him. Fuck.
1: What's next? Is he going to use a fucking sickle?
0: He's not fucking Captain Hook. <laughs> well,
1: it's just all this shit that, like, bothers a, a me A crowbar, so bad. too, is like, oh, <gasps> Yes.
0: Okay. Then, Sandra Lynn Wolfsteiner... She was 16. She was murdered May nineteenth, nineteen 1981.
1: And Still not a, like, a long cooling off period.
0: No, and she, it was in the Chilliwack Lake area. Okay, so he picked her up, killed her with a motherfucking hammer. This motherfucker. With her, though, they didn't find a lot of her skeletal remains. Like, I don't know if maybe it was from animals or what, yeah. but they they said that her cause of death was from head injuries. I also want you to remember that so you remember how i said in 80 he met joan Mm -hmm. and all and then in 81 they had the kid yeah well they got married may 15th of 1981 skirt four days later he killed sandra whoa yeah so there was no like honeymoon well it's just like i don't know some stuff called him Jekyll and Hyde. He just went from like, okay, let's get married, Joan. We had our kid in April. Yeah. We're getting married today. Like, but four days later, I'm gonna go kill Sandra. Wow. Ada Anita Court. She was 13. She was murdered June 21st, 1981. Again. So, okay, let me back up. Not back up, but let me just say this. A lot of them, you'll they'll be like they were picked up walking from blah blah blah, blah to blah blah blah. But they weren't necessarily hitchhiking. Like, so a lot of them, he would promise them jobs making like really good money. Mm. So he would say, Hey, I own this construction place, or like, he he had shit like printed up too. So he'd be like,
1: Again, fucking con man. Yes.
0: And so he would be like, Hey, I run this construction thing and, you know, I got this job. I'm going to pay you like double minimum wage. And so they're like, Sign me up. And he's like, Yeah, let's go celebrate. And, then they get in the car and then he kills them, or he would use stuff like like pamphlets and shit from the church to like be like, see I'm a good person. They'd get in the car and then he'd kill them. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like, not that we victim blame anybody that's hitchhiking, but it's these yeah these kids were trying to do shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, at a court, she as well. Did I say she was thirteen years old? She was. Murdered, blunt force trauma, by a hammer. His youngest victim was Simon Patrick James Partington. He was nine years old when oh, he was no. murdered. July 2nd, 1981. He was picked up two blocks from his house. Fuck. Yep. Fuck. So and, Nine
1: years old? Yeah.
0: And, you know, fucking Cliffy Cliff gave him, like, beer... You know, so he was probably thinking, like, okay, like, I'm cool. I'm hanging out with this guy, drinking beer. And then Cliff strangled him. Mmm. That is not fucking cool. Judy Cosma, she was 14 years old. She was murdered July 9th, 1981. And, again, she was picked up near New Westminster and taken to this place called Weaver Lake, where she was murdered with multiple stab wounds. Wow. Raymond Lawrence King Jr., he was 15, July twenty third, 1981, he was picked up at a bus stop, taken to a remote area, and so he was actually thrown down an embankment, Mm -mm. and then, like, I guess Clifford just, like, walked down there, and while Raymond was unconscious, was, like, just hit him over the rock, I mean, over the head with rocks. What? Yeah. We're almost done, y'all. Three more. I know this is a lot, but I feel like it's important to, yeah, say these victims' names and for sure, you know. But it is a lot. I know. Okay, Sigram Charlotte Elizabeth Arnd. She was 18 when she was murdered, July 24th, 1981. She too picked up, driven to a remote area of Richmond, and her cause of death was massive head injuries from. Repeated blows to the head with a hammer, and she was thrown into a ditch with water, like, to be buried. Yeah. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: Then Terry Lynn Carson, she was 15. She was murdered July 27th, 1981. So, three fucking days. Same thing. She was picked up at a bus stop, and then she was strangled to death. (sighs) Last one that we know of, because I know y'all are like, oh, my God, this is so much. Louise Simone Marie Evelyn Charand. She was 17. She was murdered July 3rd, 1981. So, again, days. Three days. We're getting to, like, some serious, like, three-day colonel. I mean, and Raymond and Sigrun was one day. Yeah. I mean, these, wow. these, he's just, like, on a rampage. Yeah. Like, literal hours. Yeah. Louise, same thing. Killed blows to the head with a hammer.
1: But he didn't,
0: like, sexually assault them or anything? I don't think so, from what I've seen. Why would he target kids? I don't know. I think maybe because he knew he could con them yeah. more than an adult. And again, his the way he conned them was like with work and stuff. Yeah. You know? But what he did do was he used the kids like basically as science experiments. What? Yeah. It said that in one of the victims... He had a three-inch spike that he, like, drove into their head to see what would happen. And then with another kid, they say that he injected them with an air embolism. No. Mm-hmm. And he said that, like, again, he talked about the victims as if they were science experiments and said that he, like, his fantasy was fame under the name of Silver Hammer Man.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. hmm also, I wonder if it had to do with like his childhood and being bullied
0: and all of that. Yeah, but you know, he hadn't, other than him being, other than him being him, his childhood was very normal. Yeah. Like he had younger siblings that were, I mean, he had good parents. He had, you know, yeah. I mean, not being like, again, when you think of nature versus nurture and all of that, like, He's not your typical serial killer, where you're like, oh, he was abused by his parents and yeah. yada yada yada. One thing said that I think it was his uncle that would like play a game quote, oh, with shit. him and a, and a him and I can't remember who the girl was. I'm so good at facts in this story. Um, but where, like, the uncle would take off the clothes, and then they have to take off their clothes. And then they would, the uncle would lay on them naked, and then it was just like, how long can, you know. What? But I don't know that there was, I mean, obviously, that's abuse. And, yeah. But I don't know that there was, like. Penetration. Yeah. I, but, it, I mean, clearly inappropriate. Oh, you for know. sure. Here's the thing, too. Remember how I said that, like, the jurisdictions and the police and the not communicating and yada, yada, yada. But they also, he was a suspect because he was also an informant. Mm-hmm. They kind of like backed off from him because they wanted to keep him as an informant. Yeah. And, you know, he was actually under surveillance when some of this shit went down. What? hmm But when they arrested him, he had two girls with him that had been hitchhiking. Oh, gosh. When he was arrested, they found a notebook that actually had Judy's name on it. Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: This motherfucker knows not to keep
0: records and shit. Well, here's the thing. They say that he actually did take trophies from all of these victims, but they could never find them.
1: Oh. Oh, it was a notebook, like, with her handwriting, like... My name's Judy. Like this, it belongs to
0: Judy yeah, yeah, was yeah. here. You know? Okay,
1: okay, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like I it was like, like a register. You know? No, um, no, no. It was her notebook. Like he took her trapper keeper. God, it brought me back to the old days. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they ended up charging him with eleven counts of first degree murder, and this is what's fucked up, and this is what pissed off so many people. I mean, aside from the whole, he I was killed like, 11 kids.
1: I was like, wait, w- this is what's fucked up? I don't know if I can handle what you're going to say if if it's more fucked up than that.
0: So, again, con man, all the shit, where he was always trying to get something, right? Mm-hmm. He always had a play. And during his interrogations, his play was, I'll give you 11 bodies for $100,000. Are
1: you fucking kidding me?
0: Yep. And, you know, the people interviewed him, like, you want $100,000 for 11 bodies. He's like, yeah, you'll get statements with the bodies. I'll give you all the evidence, like, stuff only the killer would know. And they're like, well, wait a minute. Like, we can't just give you $100,000. Like, you're going to rip us yeah. off kind of thing. And um, <laughs> he was like, all right, I'll give you a freebie. And he says, like, but as soon as I give you all this, you got to have the cash and give it to Joan. But Joan says that she doesn't she's like she's not in this. You know, she but she's gonna take the fucking cash. Oh, but, for sure. But she says like she's not in it. So they set up the deal. Oh my gosh. And so like basically it said that the following will be paid to Miss Joan Olson for information. Ten thousand dollars cash for each body. Of missing persons, up to seven bodies, $30,000 for information of four bodies, which have already been recovered, which relate to the above, blah, 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 blah.
1: The fuck? Mm-hmm.
0: So, then he called his wife and was like, honey, you're going to be rich.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: are Those are direct quotes.
1: Oh, my God. You're going to be a rich bitch. Yes, sir.
0: And they're like, you know, it was basically making a deal with the devil. But they were like, we don't have a shit ton of evidence on him. And so we we need him to confess because we don't have anything on him. But we know he did Yeah. Well, so he pleads guilty for 11 counts of first degree murder. People are up in fucking arms about the money. Yeah. They tried to keep it quiet, but they fucking couldn't. Because they didn't want to look like... Well, first of all, it's shitty, but they didn't want to look like they were paying for a confession. Yeah. And so it wasn't until after the guilty verdicts that it all came out. mm One of the fathers said, It's salt in the wound for us that he got paid basically yeah. for killing our son. Yeah. And, you know, their argument was the, the courts basically was like, It's no different than paying an informant, but Joan got to keep 100 grand, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm also not covering like some victims that they think that he had and all of that because they think that there were up to 17 women and 6 girls Fuck. that they like can't pin on him. Mm-mm. Clifford says that he was very like remorseful mm-hmm. after and blah 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 like there's a letter that he wrote in February of 82 to a CBC reporter and he talks about like, he didn't want the parents of the kids to have to go through emotional strain. Oh, fuck. Like, of the, the re- like, why he pleaded guilty, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, even said, like, the jury was sequestered and so they couldn't be with their families, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. Boy, bye. Exactly. I just, he wrote this thing about himself and I, and I just want to read a little bit of it. Not a ton, but it's like, his weight, his birthplace, his turn-ons, his turn-off, like oh, like he's fuck. fucking filling out a damn thing. Remember back in the back in the day with the internet when you mm-hmm. fill all the shit out. Yes. So turn-ons, being with someone I love. Jesus Christ. Oh fuck! Come Music, on. sexy women. Oh oh Lord! Being able to preach the message of God. What? Mm-hmm. Turn-offs, being hurt by people you love. Lies and deceitfulness.
1: Oh, uh, skirt.
0: Swearing. Procrastination. Mm. He and I could be friends. I fucking Mm-mm. cuss like a sailor and I'm 14 days late on everything. <laughs> Same. Just some of these turnoffs. People who are proud, selfish, rude, injustice, and grudges. Mm.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, literally, he does every favorite candy, favorite dessert. Favorite, every, like, it's so fucking stupid. Nobody gives a shit about you. Yeah, but those fucking turnoffs and turn I had to read because that Ugh. was so ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous with a capital fucking
0: R. Okay, favorite political party? He said I have never voted in any federal election or any provincial election.
1: Oh my gosh, but I'm sure he complains.
0: Okay, then he talks about the best goes into like this whole like spiel about the best thing about sex and like. Fantasies, and you're free, and blah, 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 blah. It's just so, like, disgusting knowing who he is and what he's done. You know? Yeah. He's just, fuck you, dude. Double fuck you, dude. Yes. Well, he died September 30th, 2011, at the age of 72 from terminal cancer. Mm. So, he did. Good riddance.
1: Good riddance. Don't fuck with kids like that. that don't don't ugh. don't
0: just don't. <laughs> no. Don't do anything bad. Just follow the rules. You can procrastinate, even <laughs> though it's a turn-off for him. Follow the yellow brick road. Or side I mean, whichever. <laughs> Donna fucking loves that damn movie. That's the second time you've referenced that movie this episode.
1: I know. I do love it.
0: Okay, what'd we learn? It was a long episode. <sighs> We learned that if you see somebody, it looks like you fucking run because mm-hmm. your time is coming. Nothing good comes of it. There don't need to be two of me. There damn sure don't need to be two of fucking Donna.
1: Well, just let's be honest. If I looked at myself in the mirror, I would not see the second one. They'd be like, hello, <laughs> hello, it's I'm me. I'm back here. I'm not supposed to talk, but I'm back here. <laughs> I'm like, really, what? What's back there? What's going on? Can you scratch my back while you're back
0: there? For sure. For I got a, sure. I got a niche. Mm -hmm. As always, we learn, don't take rides from strangers, Yeah. no matter how much money they're offering.
1: Yeah. And if they have all of this stuff, like, oh, you need to know this, here's a letterhead. Or, oh, yeah, go to this church, here's a brochure. Like, if they have this shit readily available, it's probably
0: not... It's probably a con.
1: Yeah, it's, like, ugh. Yeah,
0: what you said, a con. I tell you what, though. Like, just all the true crime stuff that we read and listen to and watch. It just makes you not trust anybody. I know. Well, that's a downer. (laughs) (laughs) If you need a reason to
1: not do housework or any of that, be like, look, I'm so lethargic because my doppelganger is around. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Also... When she was laying as a kid, laying there in, like, her trance-like state, all I can picture is... If you fucking say Wizard of Oz. No, Sword (laughs) in the Stone. Oh. When he's, like, having to wash the dishes, and so, like, Mm -hmm. it's doing it, you know? Yes,
0: I always wanted that. Oh, my God. Same. I've been lazy since I came out of the womb. I probably was like, meh, too much work. That part of Sword in the Stone, Mm -hmm. the cartoon, and Willy Wonka. I have been a candy lover from the jump. <laughs> yeah. God, I, we had that movie on VHS, and I would just watch it. I wanted I want it that so candy. much. All of it. Mm-hmm. And for real, I wanted the stuff that he would kick, like. The balls, I yes. swear to God, I was just thinking that. Like, why? But, God. It's because sw- it's gummy, and we love
1: gummies. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: God destined to be an extra large pizza mm-hmm.
1: the only thing i would not do i would not be Augustus. augustus
0: oh i couldn't be getting in that river uh-uh no mm-hmm. no no that no and, and sometimes whenever he drinks the tea from the thing and then he bites the like he drinks like it's like a little tea cut like it looks like a uh-huh. flower yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, then yeah. he eats it that doesn't look good to me yeah
1: i feel like that's waxy
0: yeah God, we are candy connoisseurs <laughs> over here take that haribo gonna fly to my mouth <laughs> on that note remember
1: creep it real and and don't
0: don't get scared. scared